Welcome back to the Reading and Writing Podcast. My guest today is Mary Atkins. Atkins' latest novel is Palm Beach. She also works as a book coach, and she has her own podcast, The First Draft Club. Publishers Weekly wrote about Palm Beach, delves into the world of Florida's wealthy excess. It'll keep readers turning the pages. Mary, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to chat. Absolutely. Well, if someone listening hasn't heard about your novel, Palm Beach, how would you describe the novel? I would describe it as a novel that tries to get behind the scenes of of the ultra, ultra wealthy class in Palm Beach, Florida. So it's about a billionaire and his wife. And my main characters are a couple that works for them. So one of them, uh, the husband, Mickey, is a house manager in this in this billionaire's estate in Palm Beach. And his wife, Rebecca, becomes um, uh, the ghostwriter for the for the woman of the billionaire's household, um, right, working on her memoir. So they're both in that home every day. And the novel is about um, some of the drama that unfolds once they start working on that estate or uh, at that estate. That's great. And I'm curious, do you remember the original idea or impetus that led you to write Palm Beach? Yes, I do. Because I was so so in the novel, Rebecca, who's really the main character, it's told from both her and her husband, Mickey's point of view, but the, but Rebecca's really the main character who we follow. Um, it, it really started after I had just had a baby because I, I wanted to write fiction about a new mom. Being a mom of a newborn was such a brand new and weird and um, <laughs> bizarre experience for me <laughs> that I wanted to to capture some of that in fiction. And so I, I started by really wanting to write about new motherhood. And then it evolved into wanting to write about some of the conflicts that can come up in a marriage when two people start to learn things about each other that they, they didn't know before. Um, so this was in like 2018. And so it was at a time when at least I felt in America, there were like lots of political differences surfacing in families that had really probably never talked about politics as much before. And I, I feel like I was witnessing and, and experiencing myself like some like political differences, um, causing rifts in relationships and causing tension in relationships in a way that I hadn't noticed before. I hadn't experienced before in, in my lifetime. And so I, I thought that that was, that was something that I wanted to explore too in fiction was how a couple, like two people who decided to marry each other could face like a pretty big ethical difference um, and and navigate that, like a, a difference in opinion on ethics and, and navigate that. Because in the novel, um, I just mentioned that both of them end up working in this household. But the first person who's offered the job there is a the husband, Mickey. And when he's offered that job, his wife, Rebecca, is really opposed to him taking it because she, she has a lot of issues with the way that this man who he's going to work for, with the way that this man made his money. And so she's really appalled that Mickey even is willing to work in this household. Then, of course, she ends up working there, too. <laughs> um, but that was that was the original idea for the book. Well, I'm curious, what was your initial fiction writing journey that led you to writing and getting your first novel published? 
Oh my gosh, I I really didn't believe that I was capable of writing fiction for many years. I had taken a creative writing class in college that totally gutted me. I mean, I I made B minuses in it and that was really unheard of at my college. Like no one made B minuses. They like <laughs> I mean, grade inflation was so off the charts that it was like, you know, at worst you made a B. Um, but I made B minuses in this fiction class, the only fiction class I had ever taken and it it really um, scarred me. I mean, I was just, I, I mean, I basically walked away from it thinking, okay, I guess I can't write fiction. Won't try that again. And then I didn't try it again until about 10 years later. I, I wrote in the meantime, but I really, I wrote essays. I, I was working on um, nonfiction. And then I, I was pitching a nonfiction book to literary agents um, when I was almost 30. And one of them said, you know, I can't sell this, like, I can't work with this book, but do you have anything else? Do you have a novel? He specifically said, do you have a novel? And of course I didn't because I didn't believe that I could write fiction, but I did have a novel idea that I had never shared with anyone. And I think by that point I had been given the advice if so, uh, as a writer, if, if someone asks you if you have something, never say no. <laughs> Just say, sure, I can get that to you. <laughs> um, and so I basically- yeah, I thought it was great advice. So I wrote back and I, I mean, I didn't lie and say I had a novel that I didn't have, but I did tell him my idea. I said, well, well, sure, you know, I don't have this novel yet, but here's the idea for it. And I just wrote about a paragraph. It was really short. And he wrote back really fast and said, oh, that sounds great. Write it and send it to me. And I, I really needed that permission slip to write fiction. Like that, I, I, this person never ended up becoming my literary agent, but I am still so grateful to him for that exchange because it really is what the, it really is. The only reason I started writing fiction is because I, I really, in my head, it was like, oh, I have someone who told me he likes this idea. He's basically, in my head, he was waiting on the book. Of course, he wasn't waiting on the book, but <laughs> in my head, he was at least open to reading it. He wanted to read it. And so that's why I wrote it. That's why I even wrote my first novel is because I thought I had someone waiting on it. Um, and so, yeah, and I that that one took me about um, six years to, to write and to rewrite because I was really starting from nothing. I mean, I didn't know. I, I, I Googled how long is a novel and the internet said 70,000 words. So I just wrote until I hit that number. <laughs> <laughs> Well, well, in addition to uh, your novels, you also work as a book coach. Can you talk about the work that you do with authors? Yes. I. So after I wrote that book, it took me about six years. I took a million writing classes, you know, every possible writing class. And uh, I, f I finally got a literary agent for it about six years in. And then we sold it about a year and a half later. Um, and by the time it was coming out, I looked back on that seven or eight years of my life and realized I had learned a lot through trial and error about how to write a novel, about how to revise, about the kind of writing classes that are helpful and not, about how to find an agent. And um, my job at the time, my, my money job, my day job, I mean, I wrote as much as I could, but when I wasn't doing that, um, I had started out by tutoring for a tutoring company and then was promoted to their curriculum designer. And so I was doing a lot of research into how people learn and, and being trained on learning science and how people set goals and how people reach those goals. And it, it, it occurred to me as, as my first novel was coming out that I could really use what I had learned in that job to create a, 
a curriculum for writers that would really like shortcut their path to to writing a, a good novel, a publishable novel, and to learning how to get it published. Um, and that was really exciting to realize I could pair what I had spent all my time doing over the past eight years, which was, you know, the the learning and curriculum stuff and then the creative stuff and and create my own program. And so yeah, and that's that's what brought me there. And it's been really fun. I love I love it working with writers so much. And um, I love it as much as I do working on my own stuff. So it's almost challenging in that way because I'll find um, that I sometimes won't write as much as I want to be because I'm so excited about working with other people on their writing. Um, sure. And but can you walk can you walk us through how you work with someone? Are you are you doing um you know, yeah. uh, are you doing plot, um, and, and characterization feedback? Are you doing, um, you know, sentence by sentence grammar editing? So w- what does that yeah. look like? Well, my goal in making my program was I didn't want it to be just like one writing class because one thing that I found when I was hobbling everything together was that it was like, I would take a class in something and then I would be back at square one trying to figure out what to do next to get a publishable book written and published. So I only have one way that people work with me and it's a com- comprehensive program to help people that we do write or help them write, revise and publish and fi- find a publisher, um, traditionally publish or go the self-publishing route. There's, there's either way that they can go. Most people are trying to traditionally publish. So I help them find agents. So, so, you know, considering that it's that comprehensive, it's a, it's a year. And I, I work with people, some people come in and they halfway through a draft, some people come in and they just have an idea. Um, but I meet them wherever they are. And then we, we go through the whole thing so that, I mean, my idea is that they never have to get another writing program. Like this is it. Um, because it does everything. And so, yeah, so I work with them on plot. I work with them on character. Um, we have two editors who help them with actual line edits. Um, it's not me because that's not my expertise, mm-hmm. but we have sure. editors who do that. And then I help them find an agent if they want to do that. And if they don't want to do that, um, I, I, self-publishing is not something I have done yet. And so it's something I'm, I'm just learning more about. But mm-hmm. it's, it's a track that I'm adding because more and more people are wanting to do that. So I'm... I'm having to educate myself on that, but eventually that'll also be a component. Um, so it's really everything. It just spread out over the course of a year, o- over 12 months. Sure. Well, are there recent books or projects that you've worked on as a book coach that you would like to highlight or mention or recommend? Oh, well, I would love to. I um, The program, I only started this 21 months ago, so it's really young. And so the first people who graduate, who kind of graduated from the year long program are just now they either getting agents or their agents are submitting their books to publishers. So, Mm -hmm. you know, publishing is such a, which is something else I didn't realize that it's such a slow process. I mean, (laughs) for me, yeah, the, the contract, um, signing the contract, it was almost always two years before the book actually hit shelves. So, um, so yeah, people are getting success, but it's still behind the scenes. So I don't have any books to plug yet, but if we sure. talk again in a year, I hope I will. <laughs> that sounds good. Well, how can writers contact you if they're interested in your book coaching? Yeah, they can go to thebookincubator.com. That's what it's called, the book incubator. Um, so the book incubator has all that information on the program 
And as you already mentioned this, but um, I'm on the, my, my podcast is the first draft club. So the, and that podcast is just all kinds of writing advice. So they can go there to get just tips and strategies that I recommend um, to writers at all, at really all levels. That's great. So can you tell us a little bit about your own personal writing process when you were working on Palm Beach? Are you someone who works from an extensive outline? Or are you just uh, dive into the narrative? What, how does that look for you? So I, I'm not an outliner. Um, I, I, and I, I actually handwrite my novels, which is something I started when I was working on my second novel privilege, because I was writing that one with a, with a baby at home with a mm-hmm. newborn. And for the first time I experienced what I'd heard people talk about a lot, but I had never had myself, which is like staring at a blank screen and just feeling really daunted by it. Um, I could, I, I was really felt paralyzed when I stared at a blank screen and, and that, that was a first for me and I, it was really scary. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so I thought, okay, well I got to do something. So I started, well, I started doing the artist's way, but Julia Cameron, which I love. Um, and in doing my morning pages where I was just ha- stream of conscious handwriting journal entries, they would sometimes drift into scenes for my book. And I thought, Oh, this is kind of cool. This is like a sneaky way to get my brain to <laughs> actually write a book. And then I thought, well, what if I just tried handwriting it? And it worked. Like there was something about writing by hand that just felt a lot less intimidating and more free and almost like my almost like my brain thought I was just writing journal entries. And so I could trick it into actually writing a book that way. (laughs) Um, And it works so well that I stuck with it. So I I did the same thing for Palm Beach a few years later. Uh, I hand wrote the first draft in notebooks and then transcribed it. And um, I don't, uh, like I said, I don't use an outline. I did roughly know where I was going. I had a and this is what I teach too, but I had a like a story destination in mind. So there was something pulling me forward that I was writing toward. But then apart from that, just kind of let let everything unfold, um, which is how I like to do that. That works for me. I know like some everybody's different. And, sure. Um, uh, so for me, that that works best is is just really having a lot more flexibility um, and and letting it go where it where it wants to go um and but but having a something in mind like a a story destination in mind and then writing by hand has just been really really good for my process too and it's something that i've i've since really encouraged writers to try because um i have because it worked so well for me i actually ended up i I wanted to figure out what the research was behind that because i thought oh this is really interesting that it's so much easier to handwrite than type. And so I I started looking into the research on handwriting and was really fascinated to see that there is there is support. There's there's like academic research showing that I thought this was super interesting that when we handwrite the same parts of our brain that that light up when we read also light up, but they don't light up when we type when we type. Interesting. Yeah, and I I just thought that was really cool cuz it to me, um, as a non-scientist, <laughs> I mean, I interpreted that to mean that we were kind of tapping into the reader's experience more more closely, like more empathetically when we write by hand. 
And that's how it feels to me when I'm writing sure. by hand, that it feels closer to reading than, than typing does. Well, I know Elmer Leonard used to write by hand as well. Oh, really? It's so <laughs> cool. Yeah, when you look up, I, and then I looked that up, what writers write by hand, and it turns out there are all these authors who don't talk about it much, but and they may not do it for every book, but they'll say, yeah, I actually wrote that book by hand. Um, yeah. There's so many of them that say, like Amy Tan um, did it, and um, Stephen King wrote at least one of his books by hand. Like there are a bunch you can find in interviews yeah. they'll mention like, oh yeah, I did write that one book by hand. That's great. Well, are you working on another novel now? So I'm actually turning to memoir now. So I'm writing, um, I'm working on my first memoir and it's about um, coming out of a year of, of a lot of fertility, lo a lot of pregnancy loss, um, but coming out kind of changed for the better from it. And so... So it's it's cool. It's a new experience for me going back to going back to nonfiction and working on something personal. That's great. Well, what writing advice would you offer for those who are working on their own stories or novels? Oh, great question. Um, let's see. If I had to pick my most helpful piece of writing advice, I think it would be um, to don't to not worry so much about the words, about the like writing devices or the words you're using or metaphors or starting in scene or, you know, all those tricks and tips that we learn. And really just try to experience what you want the reader to experience and just write down what you're experiencing. So, you know, it sounds kind of woo-woo, but it's like just letting letting the story come to you and and kind of watching it play out. I mean, I know writers I think probably know what I'm talking about because we all kind of have this like cinematic thing play out in our minds. So it's like really just leaning into that and and letting that be what comes through your fingertips rather than getting hung up on, you know, beats or <laughs> um, sort of formulas or, or um, yeah, or writing devices that I think sometimes we can let preoccupy us and those those are great. I think they're really helpful in a revision, especially. But I think in a first draft, they can they can tend to stifle out creativity instead of being useful. Well, what novels have you read recently that you enjoyed? Um, let's see. So I really loved the novel Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow by Gabrielle Zevin. I read that in the fall, and it's probably one of my favorite novels that I've read in a really long time. It's about video game designers who are best friends and um and it covers it's it's epic in the sense that it covers about 30 years of their lives and so you get to really see them like grow up as children and become adults and how their relationship evolves um and it was also just really fun to read a novel about friends you know it's not like it's a it's a saga but it um isn't there is romance in it but not between the two main characters it's really a story about friendship so i loved it that's great. Well, where can people find you online if they'd like to learn more about you and your novels? They can go to maryadkinswriter.com and it's um, Adkins with a D, like dog, not like uh, T, like the diet in the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's where they can go. That's great. Well, again, we've been speaking with Mary Adkins, author and book coach. Adkins' latest novel is Palm Beach. So go grab a copy. And as we mentioned, you can find her uh, book coaching services online. And you can also check out her podcast, The First Draft Club. And Mary, thanks for doing this interview. My pleasure. Thanks so much for having me. Absolutely.
A word count goal involves deciding how many words you're going to write on a given day or in a given week. Um, I have used word count goals many times. Um, I have said I'm going to write a thousand words a day. I'm going to write 1500 words a day. That turned out to be a really ambitious goal. Um, I've said I'm going to write 400 or 500 words a day. You get the idea. A typical novel or memoir draft is about 70,000 words. So you can take 70,000 and divide it by the number of days you have until you want to, you know, the until, until the date by which you want to finish your draft. And, and that's how many words you should write per day on average. Word count goal is just one goal type, though. You could also have a page count goal. A page count goal is something that's also worked for me when I was working on my novel Privilege with a newborn at home, and I mean a brand new newborn, like only a few weeks old, I found the computer really daunting. I couldn't sit there and type because looking at a blank Word document and a blinking cursor gave me a lot of anxiety. So I started writing that novel by hand, and I set a goal of 10 handwritten pages a day. 10 handwritten pages a day. It felt so much more manageable to, manageable to me than a word count goal. And because I was writing by hand, a word count goal wasn't really feasible because I wasn't going to sit there and count up the number of words in my notebook. Um, but pages were easy to track. So a page count goal is another option and a good option if you're writing by hand, which I recommend. 